Welcome back. Welcome back. We Hate Sports, Episode 9, coming at you on this lovely Wednesday. I'm PC, the co-host. Joining us on the cast this week, we have TK, my fellow co-hosts, Trey, Gianni, John, and Tolu to join us later on. So let's just jump right into it, boys, per usual. Starting with question one, the biggest news to come out of the weekend, uh, this past weekend, was the story of J.J. Watts, the former three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, got released by the Houston Texans. And for the first time in a long time, J.J. Watts is a free man. So my first question to all of you, where should J.J. Watts sign? C.K., let's start with you. All right, so for me, I'm going to have to say, I heard a lot of people saying Bucks. Some people were saying uh, Steelers. But I'm personally going to say I would personally like to see J.J. Watt. No, no, John. No, John, not the Chiefs. Not the Chiefs. Don't. No, no, no. That's, not gonna, that's never going to happen, bro. But, yeah, I would personally like to see J.J. Watt on the Los Angeles Rams. Could you imagine a defensive line Whoa. with Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt, bro, on the same field? They got money to pay him. I don't. I. I. I don't know, bro. I don't know. But. But. But I'm assuming wherever JJ Watt's gonna go, like I'm. 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 I'm assuming he's gonna take a pay cut of some sorts, especially if. if especially if there's reports of him going to like the Steelers or something, because these are teams that don't have money to get a bag of Skittles right now, bro. You feel me? So, I would like to see him on the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the Los Angeles Rams has the best, if not the best, defense in the league. Um, you add you add JJ Watts to that with uh Jalen Ramsey and and the linebackers that they have and the safeties and, and like I said, Aaron Donald is the biggest name that I think of. I just think a defensive line with Aaron Donald and JJ Watt is the most havoc against any quarterback in the NFL, against any offensive line. I don't think any quarterback, yes, John, even Patrick Mahomes wants to see that, wants to see those issues, bro. I'm just saying, J.J. Watt is only 31 years old. I understand that he has the whole injury-prone thing, but I don't know, man. It's just something that's really intriguing about Aaron Donald and, and J.J. Watt, bro. So, for me, I would like to see J.J. Watt, uh, Watt join the Los Angeles Rams. You'd be making the rich richer if that was the case. They were already the uh, number one defense last year. <laughs> I mean, if J.J. Watt... Exactly. Man. Exactly. Oh, like, that. imagine, PC, imagine, bro. Like, they would, oh. now you're talking about possibly a, the Kansas City Chiefs of the NFC, bro. Like, they just got Matthew Stafford. As. At J.J. Watt, dude, it's, it's, that's scary, dude. That's scary. 42nd in winning percentage among active QBs. That bum out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, go so. Go ahead, PC. I mean, go ahead, Trey. Go ahead, Trey. Uh, I think a place where J.J. Watt would fit in nicely. They need his help a lot because their D-line is terrible. I would say the Cardinals. They got $13 million in cap space. And, like, J.J. Watt, he's only getting older. He's not going to be taking a lot of money. And they had enough money to sign J.J. Watt. So if I was to say anybody sign him, I would think it'd be the Cardinals because they're a, they're a contending team, but they got to finish out the season stronger than what they usually do. But Arizona would be a good place for him. Gianni? Um, 
to me, I was thinking Packers or Steelers. Um, I think he's going to end up with the Steelers to play with his brother. I, I think that's a good fit for him. Uh, I'm not sure about cap-wise uh, how they can afford him, but I think they're going to figure out some way to to get him into the roster, and, and that, that's kind of scary. But maybe Big Ben might have to take a pay cut or something like that um, to fit him in or something like that, but it will be very mm-hmm. dangerous. He needs to play for, for the, free. Yeah, for free. But the thing is, I think if he takes a pay cut, Big Ben, or, or some other players, like, restructure their deals, they, they might be able to, to get him. I'm going to be biased here. I'm not biased many times. But I'm going to be biased here just based off of need. If TK, don't give me that look. Um, and you know I'm not biased most of the time. <laughs> You're but, selfish, dog. Well, go ahead, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm gonna go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we lose Alex. Well, Alex Okafor won't get re-signed, in my opinion. He shouldn't, because he's been hurt uh, throughout his contract. Um, I have Chris Jones on the interior, Frank Clark on the other side. Oh my god, dude! I forgot about fucking Frank Clark, dog. Holy shit! Imagine Frank Clark and JJ Watt, bro. Right, and then you got no, Christian, uh, no. Oh my god. So I, I mean, we were with the projected salary cap going down this year. We're about eighteen million over, um, as of right now. But I mean, you guys will research the contracts just to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, especially after that 31-9 drubbing, uh, I think last week, um, barbecue yeah. chicken. <laughs> that offensive line. <laughs> but honestly, Kansas City, I'd probably look out for them if he doesn't tie with Pittsburgh. I mean, I think it depends on if he wants to. I think do you want? Does he want to play with his brother, or does he want to ring chase? Because I think if he's ring chasing, he's ring chasing for sure. Jeez. Okay, so then Buccaneers, Chiefs, Rams, like teams like that, Steelers are the right. teams he goes to. Then. But those are teams that are ready to win right now. So, I mean, if he goes to the Chiefs, I I will probably leave the sports chat for about a week because <laughs> I will not listen to John, I will not listen to John <laughs> Rave and 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 praise that. But I mean, I can see that happening, bro. I I just really hope it does not happen, man. God, I hope it does not happen, bro. So in terms of teams that. Watt would probably make an instant like Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. Um, or, uh, um, you know, Super Bowl, yeah, I guess you could say Super Bowl contender. Um, I don't think he does that if he goes to Pittsburgh. Um, I think with Pittsburgh, there are issues with their quarterback who just refuses to retire at this point, and the organization has not drafted his uh, Super Bowls. Uh, eventual um, replacement. And as far as the Chiefs go, I definitely see the Chiefs, but I think they're going to give the bag to Allen Robinson. So for me, that leaves two possible teams, two teams that were left out of the AFC and EFC championship this past season, both lost. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers. I mean, those are two teams that I think J.J. Watt pushes over the top in terms of finally getting to the Super Bowl. 
as far as the Packers go, we know that Aaron Rodgers needs another wide receiver to complement Devontae Adams. We all know that. You know, but we don't really talk about the defensive side of that team. And they just let go of Mike Pettin, uh, their defense coordinator for the last couple of seasons. So they're bringing in a new guy. You know, I don't know if it's going to be a new system or whatever, but to bolster that system, I think they should, you know, attract J.J. Watt over there. And J.J. Watts and Aaron Rodgers can try one more time to bring Green Bay, oh, excuse me, another ring. And as far as the Bills go, um, I mean, Buffalo, I, I don't think they're, um, you know, I, I, I think they're, I think they're all right in terms of uh, how their offense is. You know, Allen and uh, Diggs are a top three, top two wide receiver QB duo in this league. Um, all they're missing is a running back, and they could get, you know, uh, an ETN in the draft. Uh, so there's that. Najee it's, Harris. That, I mean, it's it's a deep, it's a defensive side of the ball, honestly, that they have to work on. And uh, I, I think JJ Watt is like the perfect leader for that defense. Uh, with Tredavious White, um, you know, I, I think that's definitely gets. Kansas City, seems like Kansas City and Baltimore work for the body. Uh, it's interesting that you say that, PC, because I was thinking Buffalo, but I didn't want to say that because F them niggas. <laughs> Patriots over here, and I don't want to see them get any better, but like Buffalo, that would be a good spot. Okay. ASC Championship game, they was getting they murdered. Mahomes was doing everything he wanted to do. They, no help over there. Buffalo's defense, especially their linebacker, really need they need to upgrade that position because it wasn't good. Both times we played them, obviously when we played in the first. Who the time, Bills? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Who's 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 the really tall um linebacker that they have? I really like him. What's his name? They got Edmonds. tall guy, Ed, Yeah, Edmonds. Yeah, like, Ed, Edmonds is pretty oh, good. Yeah. But he he's he can, he can't he's not he's not very good at I don't think he's very good at covering though, bro. He's not a very like he's he's very successful covering like tight ends and shit. I think I don't know if it's because of speed or or what it is. He's a pretty good tackler. Pretty good. Yeah, he covers the field pretty well. His play style is like Bud Dupree. There's a guy guy coming in um, in this draft. Ah. Late first, early second. uh, Kid from Missouri. Speaking of Bud Dupree, isn't he isn't he due for a cashing out this year from the Steelers? Yeah, but you know. Homeboy just started just towards ACL this year. Yeah, but they franchise tagged him last year, right? Yeah, they might do it again. So yeah, so so yeah, so if they because I, I remember somebody said the Steelers. So if they if, if they do re up on Bud Dupree, then there's no way that they can get JJ Watt like at all, bro. Like at all, whatsoever. So they're gonna that's gonna that's something they're gonna have to think about. Even if they get even if Ben Roethlisberger get takes a pay cut or whatever it is, they still won't have enough to get. Yeah, they will. Especially if they pay, pay Bud Dupree, bro, because he's gonna want he's gonna want the max. He needs he's gonna to want take his, a hike. He's gonna want his contract. Exactly. He need no. He, he somebody's gonna pay him, bro. It's not Wayne the Haskins is in there to save the steel. <laughs> All right, and with that, we're gonna oh. move on, guys. I can't even be serious, bro. I couldn't even. I couldn't even be serious with that. I can't Oof. Free my man, Josh. Let's jump to the NBA. (laughs) For real, bro. Let's jump to the NBA, guys. All right, PC. So I got a question for you because we're going to jump to you with this question first. 
Are the Jazz true contenders in the NBA? And when I say true contenders, I don't mean playoffs. I mean, are they a true contender to knock off the Lakers and any team in the East? Go ahead, PC. No bias, Mr. Sixer fan. See, when you put it that way, I, I don't think of them that way. But in terms of contenders, a threat in the West, I think that they give LA a scare. And here's why. Mike Evans may not hate me for this, or may hate me for this sake, but just hear me out. Just hear me out. With the way that LeBron James has been playing for this entire season, like he's, he's been out of control. He's been, it's been the LeBron show in LA this year. AD, he's been hurt. Has been playing like the top, you know, five player that we saw last season. And I think if you take away LeBron off of that team, I don't know if the Lakers are even. I don't even think the Lakers are like a five seed if you take LeBron off that team. And I think the Jazz, with the way that they've been playing, they're finally. After multiple seasons of like trying to play, it's all starting to click at the best time possible. Uh, I mean, Jonathan Mitchell playing his best. Uh, like I think that's what that's what he's driving. He's he's the engine of like he's the engine engine and um, everyone around him is just playing. To the best of their ability, but now Dungles, you know, he's, you know, was having um, he's kind of on the decline. He's been playing better. Rudy Gobert, you know, he's he's a defensive monster. Um, he doesn't need to be offensive threat. We have guys like Bogdan Bogdanovich as well. Um, Jordan Clarkson, six man of the year candidate right now. I mean, that team is without a doubt like a tr- a true contender to, to you know be a threat in the West. Now, do I think they'll beat uh, Utah, or excuse me, do I think they'll beat the Lakers in the playoffs? I don't think they'll beat them, but I think that that series goes to six or seven games. Uh, especially if he's not fully healthy as well. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I like Utah. I really do, but you know, I, I just don't see I just don't see it. Like, you could be you could be a great regular season team. Look at the Bucks. They've been a great regular season team over the last few seasons, but if you can't get it done in the playoffs, none of that matters. Perhaps see what Utah can do. <coughs> As of right now, I, I I think that they're a great team. I think they're contenders, but being the Lakers, yeah, I'm not sure about that. So contender, from what I've seen, they play good. But if you're like from what you said, being a contender to like beat the Lakers or give the top seed in the East a scare. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I don't think they played the Lakers yet, so I haven't seen how they would perform against them. I mean, they lost, they only lost like five games, and like most of them were to like bad teams. I think only two were to decent teams. So, as far as contender, if, if I see how they play against the Lakers, because they already beat the Clippers. They look they look like a real solid team. So judging on the fact how they play against the Lakers, then I'll make that decision of saying that, yes, they're the true contender in the NBA. But right now, they look like the top guys. 
Um, to me, Utah is a contender. Um, I think they could be anyone in the West except for the Lakers. In my opinion, they're going to give the Lakers a scare, maybe take them to like six games. But I think the Lakers are still ahead of them. Um, I think they could beat the Clippers. Um, it's going to be interesting. Clippers and Jazz, I think that's going to happen that series in the second round. Because I think Utah is going to fall to number two somehow. And I think Utah, I think Utah could beat the Clippers. I think Utah could get to the conference finals. Um, my concern about Utah is that the way they're shooting the three ball, come playoff time, that could slow down. Come playoff time, they can um, flame out um, in the playoffs because that three point percentage and the way they're shooting right now is insane. If they're not gonna be able to do that. Consistently, mm-hmm. like the way they're doing it right now, and especially not in the playoffs. Out. Especially not in the playoffs, bro. It's a lot harder to do that in the yeah. playoffs. That's why I think the Lakers beat them, um, but I think the Jazz could be anyone else except for the Lakers in the West, um, because right now looking at them, they're, they're gonna probably have a pretty good first round matchup that they could get through. But after that, it's gonna get tougher for them and tougher. But I think the Lakers are still the team to beat. John? I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep it short. Hell no! <laughs> they are... Obviously, I saw this team play a lot uh, six years ago. They are the 2015 Hawks. The 16-22 when the Hawks went undefeated in January... Had all that hype. I I honestly didn't believe it because I was saying, okay, make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's a win. Because obviously, you had LeBron as a three seed, I believe, that year. Two or three seed. But it, that's the same, same t- kind of coincidence this year. Obviously, LeBron's a little older. But he's still LeBron. Right, but he's still he's still LeBron, and he's trying to cut it up in the playoffs. Yep. So I, I can yep. see I can see the Jazz maybe go to five or losing five to the Lakers because the Lakers will probably give up that first game, and then everyone thinks they're not they're gonna have a chance. And then LeBron's LeBron AD and AD is just gonna do their thing the rest of the way. I, I do want to point out like. The Jazz, like, they've had, like, notable key wins against, like, top seeds in the West and East, too. Like, outside of, like, a loss from, like, Brooklyn, like, they've had wins multiple times over Denver and being New Orleans. Um, they've had wins against Dallas as well. Uh, I'm, I'm just scrolling down, like, their, their win list right now. Um, Boston as well. So, I mean, they, they have had wins in the regular season. Now, do I think... That they're gonna be great in the playoffs, and yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I don't know. To say that they're they're gonna be like the 2015 Hawks, like I know everyone keeps comparing them to that, but I just I personally don't see it right now. Anyway. Well, that's, uh, that's the thing about the Hawks, especially that month of January. They had some really good wins. I'm not I'm not looking at their schedule right now, but I remember them having some pretty good wins. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm gonna repeat kind of kind of I'm gonna go off what John said with the um whole hell no thing. 
I'm not worried about the Jazz at all, bro. I, I, I can name a couple of the teams that I'm more worried about in the West than I am with the Jazz. Um, I'll even name a sleeper team that I'm worried about more than the Jazz. Um, I'm more worried about the Clippers. I think at this point, based off what we saw last year in the bubble, I still think that I would be more worried about the Nuggets over the Jazz also. And I kind of wanted to ask John or PC about John PC or Gianni about this. You guys, nobody's, nobody's, nobody's worried about the the Portland, bro. Nobody's worried about the Blazers. I mean, the Blazers are looking. They're always one of those teams, bro. They really are. That literally no nobody ever talks about, but they're always in the playoffs and they're always giving teams tough competition, bro. I I think I would be more worried about Damian Lillard and the Blazers than I would be more worried about the Jazz right now. I think they're peaking. Well, about the Suns all seasons ago, like when they made the Western Conference, when they made the Western Conference Finals uh, two seasons ago, I, I believe it was. It's the Nuggets. I think that was their peak. Or no, it, it so was. So you the, don't. So you. It was against the go Warriors. Ahead, PC, go ahead. Uh, so, so, yeah, it was against the Warriors because I think they, I think they lost, right? Yeah, yeah, they they got yeah, so. So I I think that was their peak, like. I I wouldn't put like this team that they have now over that team that they had then. Uh, that that year they went to two game sevens, which also, I mean that's tough for any team. Two straight bad to bad game sevens, and then obviously you're playing the best team in the league at the time. Yeah. So I mean, but they need CJ back. That's once they get CJ back. Which will happen, I would hope, within a month, just to put a random timeline on it. Mm. Then I think when once they get that cohesiveness back, I think you can start to see the the real Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the real Portland Trailblazers may not look like the Trailblazers that we've been seeing as of late. Right. Because as of late, like Carmelo Anthony, like he's been playing like the mellow of old. Like I know when the Sixers faced him a couple of nights ago, like Melo went off for like 20 points. He looked like the mellow that played in, in that game. And lately he's been like taking like a more like bigger role on the team, understandably, because McCollum's been out. Um, Nurkic is another, you know, crucial player on that team who's been out as of late. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone has had to step up, and honestly, they've done a great job of it. Like, they're they're winning more games because of it. So, uh, I'm a little bit curious to see what's going to happen when both of those two, like, key players on the team come back, because I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, right. like, nobody was really, they were a middle-of-the-pack team. Like, nobody saw them as, like, anything else. Yeah. Yeah, right, Mel, Mel is a third or fourth option on that team with a healthy Nurt and a healthy PJ McCollum. Yeah. So I, Even though it is Carmelo Anthony, obviously we see him as Carmelo Anthony, but the team specific is a obviously a guard heavy, as far as like two dynamic guards and uh, Dame and CJ. I think time will tell, honestly, with this one. With the trailblazers, mm-hmm. anyway, what what kind of team they are? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see, fellas. But um, yeah, let's jump to the third question, guys. All right, so let's jump back to the NFL. With everything regarding the whole Dak situation, I want to know what will be the outcome of Dak of Dak's contract situation 
And do you guys think the team will trade him or franchise tag him? PC, I'm gonna start with you. So, as an Eagles fan, I'm kind of hoping that Jerry Jones channels his inner racist here and doesn't get back back the back here. Um, honestly, I I I think that's what's going to happen. Like in, in all seriousness, like I I don't know what more Dak has to do to prove to this franchise that he's the, their guy, but man, <laughs> like with with the with the front office of that team, I I just I I think they're they're overthinking like their situation with with Dak. Yeah, like Dak should have gotten paid last season. You know, and, and then he has like <coughs> an ending injury, which like derailed his season. So I I I really hope that Dak Prescott gets paid by the Dallas Cowboys as um, you know from a completely unbiased perspective. But as an Eagles fan, I'm obviously hoping for the worst for Dallas and uh, the worst is letting go of Dak Prescott and letting I don't know Ben DiNucci start for a season. Yeah, that's the best case scenario. Um, but I mean that that just plays into like one of the numerous like. QB like um, carousels of this year, like where where will that go if Dallas does decide to like let him go again? Like how much patience does Dak have to? Like how much longer or how many more times is he gonna let Dallas like franchise tag him? You're getting a bag, yeah. I, you're not. You're not. I heard. I heard a report today, PC. Just uh, I heard a report today that um last year I guess Dak asked for the problem was. The Cowboys wanted five years. Dak wanted four years. Now I'm hearing that there's there's a report that came out today that now Dak is asking for three years, forty million dollar contract now. So, so I don't know, man. That's that's. I don't know. I don't think you should do that. I just want I just wanted you guys to hear that, so maybe you'll to see if your opinion would change. You feel me? That's the only reason mm-hmm. I brought that up. So when you guys answer, maybe it'll kind of change your opinion. But go ahead, PC. I, I mean, that, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I. He should not sell less. Like he's he was literally the top quarterback before he went down. Like it took I think I think three weeks until some other quarterback, you know, decided to become like the passing leader in touchdowns. Like that that's how great that was through I don't know when what game I mean, he got injured. But he was he was having the best season of his career. And then it got cut short. So I I I really hope that that Dallas like doesn't like mess up the situation because Dak is their guy. That's I mean they they that's kind of misleading stat anyway because a lot of their games they were down they were playing from behind so in that case you have to throw the ball and they wasn't terrible really running it to be honest but, they wasn't giving Z carries but not see, taking away from Dak huh. Dak is still a good quarterback. <laughs> Zeke, Zeke so what do you had, think? Well, Trey, go ahead. Go ahead, PC. Go ahead, PC. Go ahead. I, I'll let you. I'll let you go to the secretary. But I was saying, like Zeke was having his worst season last season. Like he had like five fumbles through like three games. I think. Like he he was having a really shitty season. Exactly. Like, wise. That that so that's why I, I'm I'm saying like I think like Dak like he 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 kept the team in there like every single game Dak was keeping Dallas in the games. And then he got taken down, and we saw what they really were. So he is, he is the engine of that team, for certain. 
100%. He's the engine of that team. That's why he should get the bag. And he will. Just not with Dallas. What you said, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones doesn't even like the nigga. He's on his way out the door. We're being real. Yeah. I think that the Cowboys will, which card? They'll probably trade Dak Prescott for a pick. He's worth the first round. They'll probably get something for him. There's a lot of teams that need a new quarterback. I think that they'll let Dak Prescott go in a trade. They'll use their original pick. Well, depending on which pick is higher, they'll take a quarterback. Because Ben DiNucci, Andy Dalton, that's not working. They're going to take a quarterback with their pick that they get in a trade. And then with all their other regular picks, they're going to work on their defense. And... Everyone knows how much I wanted Mac Jones to be on the Pats, but I let that dream die down, guys. Mac Jones, shout out. Mac Jones, (laughs) he could go to the Cowboys because they already have an offense where he can succeed, minus their old line being iffy. If they work on their defense, they'll have a pretty complete team. You have Amari Cooper, who's still a good wide receiver, just had a down year last year. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. That's a nice team to have. And then what's their what's their tight end? Uh, Schultz. He's all right. He's solid. They got the offense. Zeke will bounce back next year, I'm sure. They got the offense. They just need to fix the defense. I agree with everything you said except the part on Amari Cooper. It's just my favorite. Oh, God. No, nah, no. Nah, last I year think... he had a bad year, for sure. <laughs> for me, I think Dak is going to get traded or tagged. I think those are one of the two options. Um, I don't think he's going to get a long-term deal um, this offseason. I don't know where he will get traded, but they will get um, a first-round pick for him. Um, if they tag him, they're going to keep him one more year. I think they tag him, and he leaves in next offseason. I don't know to where. Basically, it depends on the market uh, next season. Maybe could be the Colts because if the Colts can't find the right quarterback um, this offseason, if they can't trade for the right quarterback, they could probably um, either trade for him now, which I could I could see that Dak in, in Indy, or they tag him and they keep him one more year and and see if he he goes or if they resign him. It, it's kind of a little tough situation I see here because he's coming off a. Uh, uh, injury and stuff like that. And I think they're going to trade him at some point. Um, I think they're going to tag him, and then at some point, like probably in March or April around there by the draft, they're going to trade him. That, that's how I see it. I see them tagging. I think the injury obviously hurt him a lot um, financially. Um, I could see him, them Tagging him again this year, attempting to work out a long-term deal or three- or four-year deal, whatever it is. Uh, if it doesn't happen this offseason and he goes and does what he was starting to do before he got hurt last year, I could maybe see them tagging, tagging uh, him again next year for a third, for unprecedented third time. But then, there's no way, right? Would, I think the cap will be over fifty million, and at that point, it, it would they would have to they would literally have to let him walk. Bro. That, no, that's what I'm saying. They 
They would tag him. I think they would try to find a trade for him. Mm, that, dude, I don't. The Cowboys are just retarded, man. Like I, I hate you. They are. I hate using that word, but yeah. they're no, they, at this point. It's 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 retardation, bro. Like there's something wrong. With, <laughs> with, there's something wrong with Jones, bro. Seriously, like there's something wrong with Jerry Jones because like he doesn't I like black. I was I was listening to ESPN bro, bro. earlier today, and they literally said had they signed Dak like three years ago, they would have saved themselves forty million right now. Mm-hmm. Each time they don't give him a contract, they're costing themselves more millions, bro. Because each year, the the the, the price of a quarterback is only going to go up. You feel me? So right. I don't I don't understand. Like I don't understand. Okay. Let me answer the. I mean, we could we're, we're going to talk uh, about. Think, I feel like think, we're going to talk more about. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Think think of the Kirk Cousins at the time, oh, Washington Red situation. Yeah. And I think I think that, I think you're seeing this play out to be the same. And this is why exactly why I think that they'll let Dak lead. If they want to get a new quarterback, this is the time to do it. Draft class is loaded. Free agency yeah. coming Trey, up. Trey, at this point, at this point, if if they let Dak walk away after all of this, bro, after literally franchising this match. Franchising this man, drafting this man in the fourth round, Jones, not signing not, him to a contract. Could you imagine? But wait, could you imagine? Just, just, just think of this theory, bro. All right, and maybe somebody will agree with me. Could you imagine a theory of Dak not getting paid with the Cowboys, right? So him, them saying, you know what, Dak, we're not going to pay you. We're going to let you go. Could you imagine Dak being petty and going to a team like the Giants or the Eagles or the Redskins, bro? Like, staying, imagine him staying in the division, bro. And I'm realistically, let's say the Washington football team, because the Eagles have their quarterback of the future, and so do the Giants right now. I don't, I don't know why the hell they believe in Daniel Jones, but that's another conversation, another podcast. But yeah, so let's say Dak decides to be petty, right, and goes to the Reds, to the to the Washington football team, bro. Could you imagine, bro? Trey, imagine that dog. That not only is that so petty, that's a team that literally can win ten games with Dak, bro, in the NFC East. They literally. can. They got a decent O line. They got some yeah, weapons great. on offense. Their defense, the is, defense is incredible. The defense is incredible. I wouldn't like, say incredible, but it's good. It's the not bad. Line is incredible. Defense, there you go. There you go. The defensive yeah. line is incredible. But mm-hmm. so, I, all right, so let me answer the question first. So I personally think that at this point, there's no choice but to trade Dak now. I feel like they're going to they're gonna franchise tag right. him one more time. And then pro- probably, I mean, you have to trade him this year, bro. I mean, it's exactly. not going to happen before the draft. It's not going to happen before the draft. It's going to happen, like, in the middle of the season. Um, That's the thing. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen in the middle of the year. I think it would have to happen at before the, draft. Right. So then they're before, just going to cost uh, themselves more. Oh, my God. What are right, the Cowboys they, doing? They can guarantee get a first-round pick for yeah, this man, Dak. Typical Dallas. Like, we've seen Dallas make stupid moves in the past. We've seen Jerry Jones. This has to be the stupidest. This, this, this is top five stupid. This is definitely the Jerry Jones, you know you don't want to keep that. Like, I just this, say is the t- this is the time where, where teams are so desperate for a quarterback. I heard Adam Schefter said something on, um, I don't remember if it, was, if it was first take or get up, but he said, the over under for quarter for teams that are going to be changing their quarterbacks was 18. He took the over 18, bro. You feel me? So when Adam Schefter says this, bro, that means, bro, we're about to see a QB carousel that we've never seen before. 
And I believe if, that. I believe. Go ahead, PC. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say, if I'm Dak, I'm looking at the situation with Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, thinking like, damn, I, I can get paid like Matthew Stafford, and you know, and I'm looking at the situation with Deshaun Watson and thinking like, well, he's trying to work his way out of a shitty situation. I should probably work my way out of this situation because exactly. it's basically a prisoner of a me. I don't. I don't know. I don't so, know. I don't know. This what Jerry is Jones the is year. But, if he was yeah, to leave, so, if he was to leave, this is the year. So yeah, I, I, I think I think that could be traded. Um, maybe John is right. Maybe it happens at the end of the season. I I'm just gonna just be different because this is kind of like a debate. So I'm gonna say it happened in the um. Maybe Jerry Jones will finally get his head out of his ass because I don't know what the fuck. He, I don't know what the that's not happening. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's Jerry boy. I, 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 I don't know, bro. I don't know what Jerry Jones is doing, dog. Like I just, I at this point, I don't know. Like the first year, okay, I understand the franchise tag, but now it's like the dude. The second year, it's like okay, bro, what, what, what's going on? Now, dude's got injured. He's asked. He's only asking for three years, forty million, and I know you, at the same time you're trying to. I, I, mean, I, can't even defend, I can't even defend Jerry. I can't even defend Jerry. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know. If, if that, that's all it really took for Jerry Jones, like that's like serious injury. Like now, now he has an excuse as to why he doesn't want to give him a bag. You know, well, and that's and that's messed up, dude. That's messed he's up. He's never he's never yeah. liked him, bro. He's never liked him. Yeah, I mean it's 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 super messed up. And it, it, the craziest part, the saddest part during all this is Dak is trying to still still. Take less, like you said, TK. Three years, forty million. Are you kidding me? After all I've done for that franchise on that mediocre team, I've won two playoff games while I was there during that, this time. Like I, I, I he that had man, no problem. Pay, he had no problem paying Tony Romo, but he doesn't want to pay Dak. I don't. That man, bro. Dak, even offered up one million to the police department. Jerry Jones still don't want him, so you know that's a problem. He's <laughs> out of there, bro. <laughs> Actually, insane. here's oh, what I man, if I'm Jerry is... Jones at this point, I'm gonna just trade Dak, get picks for him, draft up QBs in his draft is is pretty nice, Brad. Yeah, but is anybody even is anybody gonna trade for Dak right now without seeing how the ATL thing turns out? You feel me? No. Like that's what you gotta think of now. Now that's what see, John. That's why I said it. I think. I but they the already the have. Season. I think they already have I just a high don't... pick. Like their regular, they already have a pretty nice pick with their regular draft before a trade, so they can still but get a quarterback. But Trey, imagine just, just just hear me out for two seconds. Imagine if <laughs> circumstances were different. Dak didn't get hurt. They still didn't want to pay Dak. Was going to end up trading Dak anyway. Still had the low draft pick, right? Mm-hmm. Dak bought out. Could you imagine if they traded Dak for another high pick? Let's say I'll throw a team out there. I don't know uh, Falcons. Okay, let's say Falcons decide to move on from Matt Ryan. Now you're sitting on what? What pick do the Cowboys have? Like this, eleven, like seventh or something, right? 11? They're eleven. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're eleven. There's no, bro. There's no. Your way. Broncos got Had a higher a pick than them. Pick? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's well, well, that's fucking well, that's fucking embarrassing. But um, yeah. So could you imagine <laughs> if they had like the eleventh and the fourth pick, bro? Could you imagine? Now you can get a quarterback. And you can get exactly. offensive line That's in a wide receiver, your, your defense. I just, Go ahead, John. A, a trade of this magnitude being a starting, uh, presumably starting quarterback, I just, 
I don't think you bring Dak in in the middle of the year. Does he? Does he have to learn the offense? It's going to take a few weeks, as it does as it does with any player. So you suggest next year he'll be? Oh, yeah, so I, I'm suggesting yes. Either he so, wants like her cousins did, or he or Dallas does the smart thing, and this is the and, thing. I think they do the smart thing, and they see now. This is why I don't like why he got hurt, because Cowboys they need a defense. We could have gave them Gilmore and a pick or Dak Prescott, and we would have been fine. Signed some free agents, but no. My thing is, it's just not in God's plan. John, for me, bro, it's the third franchise tagging. Like, because what if they franchise tag him, and then people are so tired of like the Cowboys and their bullshit that nobody wants to fucking negotiate with. Um, that's, Jerry Jones, and nobody wants to trade for that. You feel me? Now you're so stuck with that fifty million dollars for one player, and there's no way. And then that next year, he's a hundred percent walking away, bro. Now you just literally wasted five years, over three hundred million dollars on one quarterback because it adds up, bro. It's like two hundred million altogether when you add it up. Okay, 50, so 40, now 30, right. 30, 30, You feel me? So try, try, let me... go ahead, John. Go ahead. I, I, right. dog. That's that thing with the third franchise had you renegotiate and you give them a long-term deal so that 50 million dollars for that singular season isn't a thing yes that's it's the way you got to set it up in the contract like well Patrick Mahomes for instance his the cap hit goes up every single year and you're not it's instead of a 50 million dollar cap hit it's going to be maybe in the 20 to 25 range mm-hmm. there's what and then it obviously it goes up, and then you re up from there if you're deaf. Cowboys are pretty much screwed either whatever they choose to do. Right. I mean, they, they already backed themselves into a corner. Like, they, whatever right. they do. AC, I got a trade for you. First round pick, Jalen, uh, uh, not Jalen Ramsey, but Hurts. Uh, and uh, Sanders for Dak Prescott. Are you doing it? Hell no, he's not doing no. that. You threw in Sanders. He's not you, giving away you Sanders. You didn't throw in. Was, was it Sanders? We're was trying, it Sanders? We're trying to get rid of Hurts. You can throw in Hurts. Substitute for Sanders. Uh, so Hurts, Hurts in a first and second for Dak. Gianni? Gianni's <laughs> no. shaking his he's, head. Hell, he's no. cheap. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. You're you're not trading a if you're if you have a presumably franchise quarterback like the Philadelphia Eagles presumably do as of right now. I think it's safe to say. And Jalen Hurts, and this is just even. This is after um, Winston's traded. You're not keeping a. You're not trading for a more expensive guy. He'd be cheap as hell at that point. Until right. You, until until he takes a contract, right. so you give him a contract. <laughs> right. Go ahead, Johnny. Um, I saw a report earlier. I think it's a rumor. I'm not sure it was true. Something about Dak. It, it feels scary. I I don't want it to happen. But uh, like a Dak for Deshaun swap or something. Like that. Oh that, God! That Straight across. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I saw a rumor. Yeah, I don't want that to happen, but 
please, that's bro. why. Please, though. Cowboys fans, bro. Could Gary you imagine not doing that? Oh my god. Could you imagine a Cowboys fan? My, my brother in law is a, cow- a huge Cowboys fan. I would leave the show. <laughs> I'm just, John, you know, he would give you so much. Shit. Another PC, thing is, PC might kill us. He might actually harm himself, bro. I, <laughs> like, seriously. I, I, I would, Hopefully that doesn't happen. Like, y'all would never hear me again. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would make sense. Just from the from a AFC to NFC type trade, that's what you, you, know, cause you never see the interconference trade, especially with a quarterback or a starter in general. Honestly, Deshaun, it would be he would because one he he would be leaving one prison to go to another. So that's all yeah. the, <laughs> the only difference the only difference is the is the Dallas Cowboys they just have a nicer prison. That's it. Very but much. let's I mean, stay let's stay with the NFL guys. We're gonna try something different this week, all right? So we had everybody make a mock draft for their teams this week. All right. Mm-hmm. So we would we're going to have the listeners listen to everyone's mock draft this week. And I'm also going to point this out that a couple of us aren't as big on college football guys as a guy like John and Gianni is. So when John or Gianni, when you guys hear a name that pops up off me, PC, Trey, Gianni, John's, vice versa, blah, 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 kind of stop us and kind of talk about that player if you can. You feel me? Yeah. Got it, Gianni? Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with... uh, Totally was not here. So let's start with PC. All right. So for mines, by the way, we, we all give our mock drafts over at uh, the draft network. No ad. Uh, that was just <laughs> that was just drafts that we did it on. Um, so for my drafts, it was hard to get like um, all the players that I wanted. Of course, like it um, obviously wasn't as perfect as I wanted to be. So I'm actually morph uh, a few of my mock drafts together uh, for like a to make like a perfect one. So with the Eagles first pick, uh, which will be at number six, I had us drafting Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, he's basically the best uh, wide receiver to come out of LSU since OBJ. A lot of people have him going. A lot of um, mock draft analysts have him going to the Jets at number two. I remember it was really (laughs) good to try and convince uh, the Jets not to take him during all the mock draft attempts that I had. Um, he's, I'm, I'm going I'm to go out on a limb and say that he's the best wide receiver in the draft this year. I mean, the, the talent is there. The hands are there. Running is amazing. Yes. PC, I, I'm going to have to say I agree with you. I also believe that Chase is definitely the best wide receiver in the draft this year. 100%. I mean, Can he's, you trust Howie Roseman to draft him? Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I really don't. But he, he can't. He cannot. Unless he goes in the first five picks, he cannot mess the pick up. There's no I mean, even if he does go in the first five, you still got Smith and Waddle. Good picks. Exactly. Exactly. So if you don't get Chase, if Chase is not there, you still have uh, you saw Jalen Waddle, you saw Dante Smith. Okay. If you if we draft well if we draft freaking Patrick Sertan or Mika Parsons, not to say either of those guys are bad players, but uh, either yeah. one and Jamar Chase becomes our wide receiver one. So that's my first pick. Second pick, um, I actually wanted to go ahead and draft Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, we all know his father, Asante Samuel. 
beast in the NFL, a veteran of the league. Um, he's basically his father, which means he can he can rack up interceptions at a quick rate. You know, he's got the um, uh, he's basically he, he mirrors um, his his uh, receiver well. So that's who I have with the uh, with our second pick, uh, pick thirty eight. With our third pick. Um, Actually, went ahead. I'm going up of uh, my third draft, third mock draft here. Brevin Jordan, tight end from Miami. Um, That's a good fit. So I, I yeah. was reading about him. He's kind of a, a versatile guy, but he's uh, he, I, correct me if I'm wrong, John. He's um, kind of a, a really good pass blocker, but he can go out and he can. Right. Uh, yeah, that's basically exactly what he is. Because yeah. he helped, he helped Miami and Derrick Kane. A lot, which I mean is perfect for us. We already have other, so we have others, you know, backup basically with that pick uh, at pick seventy. At pick one fifty one, um, I drafted Justin Hillard, linebacker from Ohio State. He became the de facto uh, linebacker for uh, at Ohio State. Unfortunately for him, because like the linebacking core was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can definitely be like a special uh, We already have people are saying that we need linebackers, but I really like Duke Riley, Alex Singleton. Um, he, he would be like a great like third linebacking option for us. Um, at pick one fifty five, Tom Fields, linebacker, West Virginia. Um, he's kind of like a good uh, callus for special teams, a good like leader on uh, defense. That's what his scouting report said. Um, pick 192, I had a strapping Felipe Franks, quarterback from Arkansas. Um, now, we need a backup quarterback. Whoever are starting this year, we do need a backup. And honestly, Franks, I think that Sirianni would like him a lot. He's a tall guy, six foot six, but he can definitely sling the ball. He, he, yeah, like he, he can really sling the ball downfield. Um, he, he can move a little bit too, as well, which is like good for like a, a tall guy like himself. Uh, so that's PC. who I'm going at. Yes. At the moment, you guys already have your backup, which is Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. Granted that y'all don't trade him. That's just the facts. I mean, honestly. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it this week. I'm not doing it this week. <laughs> I almost had you. I'm not doing it this week. Moving on. Uh, Big you, Tony. Uh, Tristan Hodge. He's a center from BYU. Um, he was like uh, really tall for them. Uh, he's kind of like a callus for their, their own line. Uh, Zach Wilson is for that team, of course. So uh, I had Tristan Hodge. And with our final pick, 228. Patrick Johnson, an edge from Tulane. He's basically been like the prototype uh, NFL starting defensive end. That's why I keep hearing. Um, it was has a really nice swim move as well. Um, so that that would be my perfect mock draft for the Eagles. If all those guys were to fall to us miraculously. Um, the one that I, I wish I had gone back and gotten was the safety though. So, I mean, if we got safety with, like, our, our second or third round picks, I wouldn't be too upset. Mm, good picks. Especially, like, that guy late. I forgot. What, what was his name again? Uh, Trishan Hodge? Yes. Yeah, I was looking at him uh, when I was doing the Chiefs mock drafts. 
he's, he's solid. He's solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we obviously we need a, another defensive end. Guys, okay. only here on a All right, so. But the, the Ravens have the 27th pick. I picked Gregory Rousseau, or Rousseau. Rousseau. an edge, because we need an edge. Um, 59. Um, this is Trey's guy. Trey's guy. John's guy. Tron's guy. Trey Smith, inside linebacker. Monster. <laughs> um, uh, 104. I don't know why, but they said the Ravens need another tight end. I guess so. I picked Tommy Tremble. I don't know too much about him, but uh, pick number thirty-two. The Ravens pick wide receiver Sage Charette. John told me a lot about him. I actually like him. He's actually pretty nice. Yeah, that would be good for y'all. Yeah, he's really nice. Um, he's five. He's a he's a Mike Evans s type player. He, he's built. Oh like, shit! He's God built. Damn, they can play. He's huge. What like, college did he play for? Wake Forest. He opted out this season or he would have been higher. But Duke could play. Scary-ass nigga. Tolu. Tolu, it would be crazy if he ended up on the Broncos. Talk soon, buddy. <laughs> no, kiss my ass. Anyway. <laughs> the 169th, I picked uh, a safety because we need some help in the safety position because this nigga picked all defensive players. Jesus Free Christ. my nigga Earl Thomas. <laughs> He's not even on the Ravens no more. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, pick 84. Pick 184. We picked Elijah Griffin. I don't know too much about him. He's a cornerback. Yeah, I talked about him earlier. He's a corner from uh, SC. Hmm. But I mean, he... He's a power rotational corner. Okay. He could be a good backup. And the last pick. I picked an offensive tackle, Drew Hamilton, Hamilton, whatever his name is. But that is my mock draft. I think we did okay. Well, you I, think all you love, y'all, y'all love defensive players, bro. I mean, the Ravens are known for being a yeah. team, so yeah. But that right, that right receiver might be be your most important pick. Yeah, I I, I would love yeah. safety. Right? It'd be it'd be a huge. I mean, obviously it's five, but. Sure, pretty sure handed. Mm-hmm. He, he can run some routes. Yeah, I mean, I like he, he's not as polished as Mike Evans was uh, coming out of college, but he's certainly up there. Ooh. I, 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 yeah, I, that's I, a steal, bro. I, I do, I do, a hundred percent believe if he was, if he decided to play this season, then he would have been drafted. Probably late second, early third. Ooh, we get him at one hundred four. That is a one thirty two. I mean, the steal. If whoever, whoever gets them, and it's going to be in that some type of range, it, it's going to be a steal for them. Broncos. No, I'm calling Broncos. Eric DaCosta personally and telling him to draft him. Go ahead, Trey. All right, let's see what I got here. First on the board, man, they took Mac Jones, so I couldn't pick him. But on the board first for New England Patriots, I got Micah Parsons, linebacker for yeah. Penn State. I like that. Yeah, yeah we need a we need a nice linebacker because our linebacker core right now is dog shit, kinda. High Tower is going to need someone competent to be on 
competent to be on the field with him other than Bentley, who is slow. And he's and we lost Roberts, we lost Collins, we lost Van Noy, we lost a lot on defense last year. So getting Michael Parsons would definitely help us in the front seven because they also need help getting pressure too. And then with my second pick, I got Tutu Atwell from Louisville. Now, he's only 5'9", but he's a beast. Speed kills. You can't teach speed. And I think he'll be a real good wide receiver, especially from what I've seen from him. I'm not calling him Tyreek Hill, but, man, that nigga is going to be a beast, bruh. You said what? Pick my screen. Four two seven. Oh my God! God damn. Hey man, burner. I hope he falls to us. I hope he actually falls to us because we need a wide receiver. I'm tired of these bums on the offense. Yeah, you telling me Demir Bird? He's he's <laughs> eh. He's not the guy. Off my team. I want him gone. Edelman, he's washed. I said it. He's going to be out the door, bro. Let's just face it. Nikhil Harry. Now, everybody had high hopes for him, but uh, this year. He's he's a wide receiver, too, if anything. Wide receiver one. He's not a wide receiver one at all. And that draft pick, I don't even want to get into that. So I'm just going to go ahead and skip to my third pick in the draft. His name is Hamsa Nasril Dean. He's a safety from Florida State. He, what's called, he's a strong safety, I believe. And, like, the what, with the way our safety situation is, Devin McCourty, in the next year or two, he's going to be gone. So we need a replacement for him. And I really like him. So he's a nice tackling safety, big hitter. So. He's a really solid guy. Like a callus. He can be a nice scheme, too. So I like Yeah. He would be nice to have on our defense. And then with my next pick, I got wide receiver Seth Williams from Auburn. I like him. I like, I like how he runs I like, his I like, race. I like, yeah, I like him, too. You, you see that, uh, solidly. Troy, you see that uh, video, I think it went viral, for him with that Mississippi State corner trash talking him, and he burned him at the very next oh, play. Yeah, yeah, cooked him. <laughs> cooked him. Served him right. So I got Seth with our fourth pick. He, I hopefully he'll still be around by then. Kind of doubt it, but with our fifth pick, I got Shane Bouchelle, quarterback SMU, aka the Rocket. That man got that arm, man. Now he does, but he's raw. Yeah, he is raw. Even if we do draft him, I don't. He will definitely be our backup. But I would rather see him than Pooh Newton back there. Getting snaps, throwing the ball, bro. One man should not have sabotaged our season as much as he did. And it's a pain. With our next pick, I got Chubba Hubbard running back. I think Oklahoma State. No, man, not Oklahoma State. Oklahoma. But, uh, yeah. You had it right. Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. Oklahoma State. Chubba Hubbard, yeah. He's a real good running back. He's a running back. Sony. Sony Michelle, he's out of there, bruh. James White is washed. I think we go new, which go new faces in our running back core. We need that. And then when next pick, Bryce, not which go, John is your guy, Bryce Thompson, oh, yeah. cornerback. Love that uh, guy. 
Yeah, I think he'd be a nice little addition to pick up, especially because we have this one cornerback named Jawan Williams who's ass, doesn't even play. Like, he's just there taking up jersey spot, taking up roster spot, bruh. For no reason, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> and then next pick, tight end from Michigan, Nick Eubanks. He's very short-handed. I like him. And with the way our tight end situation, we are in desperate need, just like we are with our wide receiver. Ryan Izzo, as Matt Lacoste, as we drafted two tight ends, but they didn't really get any time on the field this year. But I'm going to go with Nick Eubanks. I would like to see him on our team. And then next two picks, they were just seven, six and seven rounds. So I was like, whatever, fuck it. Cornell Powell, wide receiver. I don't know much about him, but I've seen the name before. I think he goes to Clemson, right? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, Clemson, I believe. So Cornell Powell. And then my last pick, Jamar Watson on the edge. We need some edge help. And I seen the scouting report on him. He's a real nice what you call it? Real nice pass rusher. Has his struggles a bit, I guess you could say, in the passing coverage, if I remember. But when you're on the edge, you only needed to rush the passer and get run stops. So that's what my draft looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Cornell Powell, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong about this, I believe he had a few drops in the uh, playoff games. Hey, man, that's why he's six pick. He, he lasted that right. long. You're right. Yeah, he lasted that long. <laughs> I mean, he was he was fine. I mean, he wasn't anything right home about. But he, I know I feel like he had some decent games during the year, especially with uh Justin Ross. If, if Justin Ross didn't since he since Justin Ross didn't play, I think that definitely helped him a lot. Go ahead, Gianni. Um, let me see. I did two um, mock drafts. Um, it was pretty similar to result. Uh, with the sixth pick in the first round, I got Devontae Smith. From my 38th pick in the second round, I, I in my two um, mock drafts, I kind of, like, was looking into it a little bit more. Um, Brevin Jordan um, at tight end was the perfect pick for um, 38. Because with Ertz leaving and stuff like that, um, him and, and Goddard um, will be pretty nice fit to the offense. Um, pretty good weapons for Hertz. Um, for the third round, um, pick 70, I picked um, linebacker Pete Werner. Um, I heard, I heard Ohio a little State. bit. Yeah, Ohio State. Um, I heard he, he's pretty good. He, he helps us um, a little bit with the linebackers and stuff like that. So it's pretty, pretty good. Pick, yeah, it's pretty good pickup. Right I just want to, real quick, Gianni, I just want to throw this in TK's face. He's pretty good, but he wasn't good enough to stop Mac Jones, nigga. All right, I'm done. Oh, my <laughs> God. Continue, continue, Gianni. That's all I want to say, bro. Mac Jones will own <laughs> Um, oh, with the 151 God. pick, um, I picked carry on Vincent Jr. Um, I didn't really get time to, to, to get into him too much, but he's a other corner. I think, um, that can actually help, um, because sometimes the corners, our corners get burned too much. And I feel like 
um, Slay and then him on the other side. Maybe, like, you could rotate a little bit right there. Could help a little bit right there. I'm not yeah. sure if, if he's, like, a starter right away. But he, he he's, like, a decent pickup, in my opinion. Is Slay worse on the Eagles than he was on the Lions last year? Yes. 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 He was he was very he was he was a top ten on the on the line. He was awful last year. But I heard he had an injury though. And he was trying to play through it. He was he wasn't terrible per se. Stats wise, obviously he only had one interception, but um he was injured a lot last year. Um but in terms of like shutting down like big name wide receivers, the only one that he really had issues with were Devontae yeah. Adams and DK Metcalf, which I mean, anybody would have a problem. Yeah, I mean, not name. I mean, not Ramsey. Gilmore, not Gilmore, but yeah, or or, or Ramsey, or Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of those two, or, or Legarius Sneed. Oh, brother. My um, the hundred fifty-five pick um. It was offensive line. Um, I picked um, Tevin um, Jenkins, um, Oklahoma State. Um, I I was like looking at him. Um, he's like a good backup. I think I'm not sure if he could start. I think he should be starting in the all line because the all line is kind of like a mess and everything, and we need protection for Hertz because he. Um, because that one is banged up with injuries. You and can stuff say like it. That. There you go. Yeah. They're trash. Yeah, they're trash. I have to admit. And I think that's going to help <laughs> the whole line. I, I, that's the thing that all the blame goes to the quarterbacks. But it really, it's the offensive line. Like, they don't have protection. Y'all offensive and, line wasn't healthy since, like, week one, huh? Oh no, we the Brooks, Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson were out before the season even started. Yeah, yeah true. So that's that's probably but, another reason why Carson Wentz looks so butt cheek. Yeah, yeah, that's why I say No, no, he's just butt cheeks, yeah. but we're moving on. Go ahead, Gianni. Wentz um lives with, entire season. With the hundred and ninety two <laughs> pick, I picked um Watt Herber. Um he's an edge um rusher. Um, I don't really know too much. Like, I never, I, I didn't have the time to get into him, but he might um, help us with edge. He might be like a backup or something for us. He he seems like a good player to um, put. I'm not sure, like, um, if he's actually could help, like, in certain areas there. Um, but he's a good edge rusher. That's that's so far from what I saw. A little bit of him, mm-hmm. so I I think he could he could help the team, in my opinion. Yeah, um, pick. Uh, I was just gonna say I'll, I'll let you finish on with Derek Barnett possibly moving on uh, from the team. Uh, definitely be a good pick. Yeah. I don't know why it came up, but a running back. I don't think we need a running back. Um, Jarrett Patterson. I'm not really sure about him too much, but I think we're going to get Marlon Mack, so I don't think we need another running back um, after um, Marlon Mack and Sanders. That would be a nice duo. Yeah, it would be a nice duo. Uh, Torn Achilles, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yes. Yeah. All he has to do is stay yeah. healthy, but he's real good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Lindsey, Lindsey, and Gordon, Lindsey and Gordon for the Broncos is still going to be a better duo. But let's let's move on. Go ahead. If you're draft, if you're drafting ETN, to throw that in there. You if, know. You're, if you're drafting ETN, Gordon. This is better than both. But I digress. Anyways, go ahead, Gianni. Um, for pick two twenty eight, the last pick, um, Nikwan um, Jones. Um, he's a defensive line. It says here. Um, I was like looking into him a little bit. Um, he 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 might help a little bit. I'm not sure if he will make the team. Um, depending on how he does in camp and stuff like that, but maybe we give him a shot. Um, there because sometimes the D line. Um, I feel like we need more there, so he might be good for depth um, purposes. Um. So that, that's how I see him. Maybe he, he makes it in. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. But he, he's a good um, pickup to be like a backup and help us with depth and stuff like that. I'm not sure if you guys know him too well. Hey, man, if it's seventh round, I pretty much probably don't know the guy. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go ahead, John. All right, so obviously uh, the 31st pick. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs need to help. Need a lot of help on the off the line. Uh, I went with Elijah Vera Tucker. I don't really know too much about him, but he seems to be coming up in a lot of late first round, early second round mock drafts. Sixty third pick, Chasserat. Uh, we need obvious help with our linebackers with potentially uh, Anthony Hitchens and Damian Wilson moving on, or at least moving on from them. He's a first team. He so he came into college as a quarterback for mm-hmm. UNC, and then after the 2018 season, so once basically before um, Matt, first Matt got there, uh, he played quarterback, and then they moved him over to a linebacker, and he was first team All ACC at linebacker his first year. Damn. Yeah, he's a little bit on the older side. I think I think he's twenty. He'll be twenty four before week one starts. True, but he kick and play. Yeah, it sounds like a real nice pickup, which I yeah. hope y'all don't get. <laughs> um, third round pick, uh, another linebacker from originally from North Dakota State. Then he transferred to LSU. This. This year, um, Jabril Cox, just another one of those same type of guys. Not or not as far as like uh, quarter, didn't come in as like a quarterback or anything, but yeah, just but... a really good or four or three outside linebacker to pair with him, and hopefully Surratt, and then we got Willie Gay. So you think Hitchens and Wilson is leaving, or y'all getting rid of him? Well, I know they're both unrestricted free agents, and I don't think we'll be paying a linebacker anytime soon. With all, all, a lot of these, like, because we'll have to pay the Honey Badger uh, either this offseason or next offseason. 
and then you'll have to pay Kelsey, and then you have to pay Tyreek, and then it'll all fall apart, and Tyreek will come to the Pats. But I'm not going to get into that. Oh, my God. Shut <laughs> up. This uh, is coming from the guy that thinks Watson is going to the Broncos. Nigga, stop it. I mean, I mean, Watson said he was interested, bro. Why wouldn't I think that? You can He's be interested, easy. but that doesn't mean on. you're going. On. I mean, I mean, anyway, pick I digress. Anyway, pick one thirty-six. Um, Cameron Sample, who I'm reading up on now, the edge rusher on four-three steam, which obviously the Chiefs run. Mm-hmm. If add him in, bring in a JJ Watt out of vet minimum, potentially, and. Maybe resign, maybe resign Taco, um, Taco Charlton, who we had but got hurt out for the year earlier this season, to have a nice little uh, rotation at D line or a D end. Another guy who I fell in love with week one of the college football season when they, he torched my Tennessee Volunteers and we got the win still. Shy Smith, I know TK has him on his. Yes, sir. But Good that, pick. Let dude's a monster. He's a he'd be a steal, and saying he gets in the right situation, he'd be a, he's a slot receiver out of South Carolina. Good pick, real good pick. Pick one seventy six, and I'll go quick. I don't know the rest. You guys, um, Elijah Griffin, cornerback out of USC, uh, solid corner. another rotation guy. Um. And then two linemen, James Empey. I don't really know too much about him. And then I'll, and then a tackle, Alaric Jackson. Seventh round, seventh round page. But I, I trust the Andy Reid school of developmental when it comes to that. So I don't know if it's a line spot as far as that young guys. I like it. All right. So. Denver Broncos, guys. You guys ready? Best mock no. draft of the night going to be this one. All right, so with the first pick, with the ninth pick, uh, the first one, the first person I took was Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't really think I need to really discuss about what Trevor Lawrence <laughs> does. Um, I think we all know what he does. So, yeah. With the 40th uh, pick, I took this nigga really to took what? Trevor Lawrence first. The no, he... Can I finish my draft? Thank you. With the think- 40th pick, I decided I decided to take Kyle Pitts. Um, I think you're talking. <laughs> I can't even do it, bro. <laughs> all right, let's all right, be right. realistic here. here. Let's be realistic here. Oh, guys, what, so what TK meant to say? He took Patrick, <laughs> and then he took. <laughs> no, no, no. Why are you hating on Mac Jones so all right, much? All right, all right, all right. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be <laughs> I wish they could see my face when he said that, bro. Oh my like, god. Bro, he was like, oh. he was like, <laughs> <laughs> like he went nah, from real, zero bro. to one hundred. Bro, all right. So with the ninth pick, uh, I decided to go with a quarterback instead of a cornerback, which I understand we need a cornerback very bad, but at the same time, we also needed a quarterback. I think a little more. So I took Trey Lance from North Dakota State, um, with the first pick. More realistic. Yeah. Um, I mean, the boys know I'm pretty high on Trey Lance. I don't, I don't think he's the best quarterback in the draft, but I think he's one of those guys that is, that's definitely going to be a steal. Um, and I think, I, I think 
I trust I, I trust my organization. I, I understand. Oh I I know John, <laughs> I know. But I, I I don't know why, bro, but I Drew Locke wasn't the worst quarterback ever, bro. He just didn't have a line. But that's another conversation. But I tr- I trust my I trust my organization with Trey Lance. Um he has a lot of upside. He definitely still has some some spots where you know he needs to be taught, but I like his upside more than I like the things that he can do. So that was why I personally decided to take Trey Lance because I was not gonna, I was not gonna let him fall to the Patriots or anything like that. So he's that's what I did. He's basically making Lamar, so you should like him. And he's a better passer. So yeah. So that's that's also a very good thing. Um, and he's six four. I love, I love tall quarterbacks, bro. Man but yeah. So. And no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Mac Jones to Jerry Judy. Low. Man, that would go crazy. And Cortland Sutton and KJ Hamler. Man, but hey, man, go ahead and sleep if you want. Are you, are you guys done? All right, thank you, thank you. So Trey Lance, first pick. Um, with the second pick, I decided to go with an edge rusher, um, Aziz Ujalari from Georgia. Yeah, he's a good. That's a good pick. Tell me, he, tell me about him, John. He's so he sure, he didn't have a great year as like stats numbers wise. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know it says nine and a half, <laughs> uh, but he had three three sacks of those. Came in the um, I believe it was the peach the peach bowl. Uh, oh guess, wow! Yeah. Um, obviously Cincinnati was undefeated going into that game. Um, but he he really kind of shut the door on a potential comeback that Cincinnati was going to have. And that's what we love, bro. You, 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 John, you know, you know, you know my Broncos. We love edge right. rushers, bro. They we love, love, I, I truly love edge rushers, man. Well, you're going to need one if that man Von Miller gets arrested. Yeah, and, and I'm... <laughs> I didn't hear the last part until now, bro. But yeah, I'm kind of glad Trey said that because I'm kind of assuming that we're gonna uh, use Avon Miller in a trade package for Deshaun Watson, but um, yeah, um, so I'm kind of assuming that I'm kind of assuming that uh, we're not gonna keep Von Miller past another two years. So why not bring in a a guy who looked pretty who who's pretty high on on my drive? So if if he's there for us, I, I think that will personally be a steal. Like I said, okay. uh, my team, my my head coach is a is a defensive guy person and. He loves cornerbacks more, but he loves edge rushers, and my Broncos as a whole love edge rushers. So, with, go ahead, John. Sorry, especially with the quarterback that he has to face in the AFC West. Hey, yeah, with yeah, that's M- I, uh, I, no. Herbert and uh, Herbert Herbert and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not naming the other guy. Herb, <laughs> Herbert, Herbert, and the and the and the really good guy that plays for the Chiefs. All right, um, with the seventy third pick, I decided to go with the linebacker from Ohio State. Uh, I think that Gianni also chose Pete Werner. Um, I might sound very stereotypical, but I love big, cocky white linebackers, bro. Like, I love cocky, big white linebackers, bro. Like, they that hit hard, bro. And from what I read on him, he's a he's a pretty hard hitter. Um, never, never, never been a guy that was ever injured in a game or anything like that. So, I like his. Durability, so that was something that stood out, and um, my team loves linebackers as well. <clears throat> Past edge rushers and linebackers were big on those. Um, with the hundred fourteenth pick, I decided to go with the cornerback from Minnesota, Benjamin Saint Just, I think, or Just Saint Just or Just. 
Uh, I don't know too much about him, so uh, I don't. I won't really say much about him. But um, we just released. Uh, I forgot the cornerback that we just let AJ go of. But yeah, we just let go of AJ Bouye, and um, so kind of we're gonna need a replacement cornerback from that. And I mean, if we can get a still in the fourth round for cornerbacks, I mean that's not extremely crazy of me to think that. So yeah, so that's why I want the fourth pick. Uh, with the 154th pick. I went with a safety, and I went with the safety from Texas, Caden Stearns. Um, I'm assuming that Raheem Jackson, we're, we're, we're not going to extend him. if it, it, Unless he gets Deshaun Jackson to join the team, which I am going to speak on this until Deshaun Jackson joins the team, PC. You mean John, Watson? Gianni and Trey. Yeah, Watson. Until he joins the team. You can man. take Deshaun Jackson. It, 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 Deshaun Watson. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can take Deshaun Jackson. Jackson would be nice Watson. on the Broncos. No, 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 no. No, Watson. Now, I, I, as crazy as this sounds, I think the only way we keep Raheem Jackson is if he gets Deshaun, Deshaun Watson on the team. That probably won't happen, but I'm going to keep my hopes up and thinks that it will happen. But I'm assuming that he's going to walk, so... Uh, we're gonna need a safety to uh, fill that role, so I went with Caden Stearns. He'd be a with nice veteran pickup for wherever team he comes to. I, I really hope we. I really hope he takes a cut, which I think he will, and I think we won't have to trade him. But if he doesn't take a pay cut, then yeah, we're 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 gonna let him walk because we're not paying him. Go ahead, I got, oh no, I got a little bit on Caden Stearns. He won it. I'm listening, bro. Uh, says he's not. He's a more probably more of a free safety. Uh, or they said his ideal role is a developmental versatile safety, but he's he lads in the run and as a downhill run filler, but he's pretty good in uh, pass coverage, so he's okay, probably so. probably a free safety spot. So, so kind of raw, kind of raw, probably, mm-hmm. and then that's exactly what we would need anyway because we already have uh, Simmons as <clears throat> safety also. So, and he's he he can play both. He can play free safety and strong safety. So. I'm pretty sure we can make that fit if, if 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 he's good enough. But yeah, I like the fact that he can pass coverage. I'm glad John said that because we we and and today's NFL you need safeties and cornerbacks that can pass coverage more than you need safeties and cornerbacks that can run coverage. You feel me? He's so, able to tackle too. He's not be able with a lot of pop, but he can he he has the ability to get guys on the ground. How tall is he, bro? If you don't mind, how tall is he? Uh, yeah, I got it up. Uh, six foot two ten. Oh, I like that. Six. I like that. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. So with the 195th pick, I went with Shai Smith as well, right receiver from South Carolina. Um, John kind of put me onto him, and I'm gonna use the exact words that John said: "Speed, fucking demon." Um, this dude is extremely fast. He told me to when I think of him, think of Tyreek Hillis. I did not. I definitely did not say that. Damn it! You were supposed to let it slide. Damn it! No, uh-uh. I wanted to. I wanted to no let way. that slide in there, bro. You could have played along. No way. Okay, well, for 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 podcast no, purposes, I'm... for podcast purposes, John no. said very Tyreek. No. Tyreek, blah blah uh-uh. blah blah blah. No blah. way. No way. <laughs> no way. He's a but, pure. He's a pure slot receiver. Guy. Yes, he did say he's he a pure, pure with slot really guy. good hands. And he can yes. with 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 really good hands and really good speed, and um, Broncos could use a slot receiver. He had ten, he had ten <laughs> receptions in at least I think three or four games. 
Yeah, and I think you showed me a game where he had like ten receptions in one game for like 133 yards or something like that. Yeah, he had ten catches. He had ten catches. I forgot what game it was. Uh, he had ten catches for 170 yards and maybe a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And so, he's the only weapon they had. Exactly, and I think John said he they had like no quarterback or anything. So, Tone Hill was terrible for them. Yeah. So, and then um kind of ended off with my last two picks were, were both offensive linemen. Um, I went with Dan Moore Jr. from uh, Texas A&M, and then I went with the same offensive tackle from Iowa that John went with. Is, is it a Larrick or, or Larrick Jackson? Uh, honestly, it's a seventh-round pick. Uh, yeah, so a Larrick, a Larrick, I don't know. But a Larrick Jackson, uh, offensive tackle Iowa, um, I don't think – I think it's pretty obvious everybody knows Broncos need uh, some offensive linemen. Um, Kind of badly. Uh, I believe if we had offensive linemen last year, we would definitely have a better record and be a be- much better team. And Drew Lock would have had a better year than he did. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so I think offensive tackles are are huge for us. But there also weren't really many offensive tackles in the draft this year. So um, I tried to fill all my teams, all my team needs, um, one by one. But I, I I I was really happy about the night pick and trade Lance. Um, six four quarterback, North Dakota State. Yeah, I we 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 need a quarterback badly, and I think Trey Lance could possibly be the answer for the Broncos' five years of thirty five thousand quarterbacks, and that have all been shit. So yeah, and I can't even remember some of their names, bro. But yeah, um, <clears throat> that's my mock draft. And PC, you can go ahead and move on with the next question, bro. Hey, hold on before you go, PC. Uh. TK, how how can you forget the Trevor Simeons, the Paston Lynch, the Brock Osweiler? Oh, oh, yeah, TK, uh, how could you forget the, that? The Brett Driscoll, the Brett Ripien, who wasn't even a he was a wide receiver practice squad player. Okay. And then Drew Locke. The Kendall. <laughs> that is a historically bad list of quarterbacks. How could you forget that? <laughs> No, bruh, in five years, bro, like this, that sounds, the names he named, that sounds like 10, 11, 12, nigga, that was five right. years, bro. We need to draft Trey Lance or we need to get Deshaun Watson. It, 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 there's no other answer, bro. I'm Knowing that Broncos, Mac Jones is going number nine, buddy. Yeah, he's going to own. Mac what Jones, I said earlier, it was the shot. It was the first. Please stop, man. please stop, guys. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Let's, uh, um, oh, man, my fucking guts are in. Um, so let's move on in the podcast, boys. Um, moving on to <coughs> the previews of this week, the marquee matchups. Uh, starting with the Red Hot Utah Jazz, the team that was mentioned previously, um, taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. They face each other. Not once, but twice this week, Wednesday and Friday. So, Tolu, uh, you just joined us now. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Uh, who do you have in the uh, matchup this week between Jazz and the Clippers? Well, I was going to say the Clippers because I wanted to be different, but I think Tolu just said that Paul George was going to be out. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, yeah, That's so right. then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jazz. Um, kind of just touch off what Tolu said. They might actually be the best team in the league right now. Um. Yeah, if 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 Paul George is not playing, it's it's like Tolu said, it's Kawhi versus Road, and I 
Kawhi is the my third runner-up for MVP right now, but there's no way in hell that he's gonna. You're not you're, Kawhi cannot beat the hottest team in the league right now. So I got Jazz winning this by like maybe ten to fifteen points, dude. It'll it'll, it'll probably be, it'll probably be a blowout. Actually, it might actually be very ugly. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna bring up their first matchup where they the Utah Jazz barely won that game by like six points, but I think Paul George was actually playing so. Without Paul George bringing what he brings on offense and defense, I think that the Jazz will probably win this game at a comfortable margin. Depending on how Kawhi and everybody else plays on the Clippers, but like TK said, I don't think it'll be enough. So I'm going to go with the Jazz winning this one. Um, I think the Jazz is going to win this game uh, because they're hot right now and the Clippers are banged up. PG is hurt, and I think Kawhi is hurt too. He has a lower leg injury, like is minor, but I think they're they're banged up, and the Jazz are just hot. So I think they're gonna win probably by fifteen or something like that. Yeah, I'm a. I was maybe I was like like TK. I was maybe gonna go Clippers in a close one, but with no PG or or. Whatever his name is, PG thirteen, Paul George. I must, I must say, finally has a big night. Um, maybe Donovan Mitchell goes for twenty two to twenty five points. Uh, Jazz win by ten. Yeah, um, if Paul George is out for the Clippers, I mean that it, it's wraps for for you know LA. They're gonna make it close in the first half. You know, they think, oh, maybe we have a shot, and then the Jazz are gonna come out the second half. Or start hitting their threes, or start becoming the Jazz team that we've seen them be for the last like month of the season. So I got the Jazz. It's not going to be close. It's going to be like a 15 point blowout. Um, I don't know. If George is going to be out for both matchups, but definitely for one of those games, uh, it's not going to be a good night for the Clippers. And Kawhi is going to be frustrated. He's going to say, "Steve Ballmer, I need a new." Like actual point guard, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> hey, hey, PC, bro. I seen this video of Tyron Lou. I don't know if it's like real or not, but like he was in a post game interview after they had got their asses whooped by the Mavericks, and then they had asked him a question. And the video has Ty Lou saying, I'm just here to beat LeBron, I don't know how to do nothing else. That just <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head just now, but I was like, damn, that just reminded me of that video. Good luck with that. Anyway. Uh, Let's move on to the second game of the week. It is the matchup that everyone should keep their eyes on because it is a possible NBA Finals matchup. No bias uh, um, in this, but Nets versus Lakers. This Thursday on TNT. Y'all boys got Dolu. Actually, I know your answer, but go ahead and say it already. You already know, even with Anthony Davis out. I'm still going with my Lake Show. That's why I said uh. I'm still going with the Lake Show because LeBron James is still on the team. And we still, we still have one of the deepest bench. And I'm telling you, if Colin Sexton can drop 40 on the Brooklyn Nets. Could you imagine what LeBron's going to do to the Brooklyn Nets? I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. And hey, man, the Nets have been playing better lately. So, that doesn't matter. I don't care. That that defense is still trash. I, I because I, I because LeBron's on the team, I'm still giving the Lakers a chance. So, I'm picking the Lakers. Even with Anthony Davis out. CK, maybe you can even talk to your guy right now. Bring it back down to reality. Okay, I saw so, <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, um, Whatever we just smoking Tolu, I need your plug, bro. Okay. So, first of all, we are not going to win this game. First of all, let's just let's let's just let's just put that out there right now. We're not gonna win this game. Well, however, God's plan. However, however, LeBron James is probably going to have his highest scoring game of the whole season in this next matchup. So think think fifty. Maybe maybe fifty nine sixty. That's not completely out of the question. Um, I still don't think that it's gonna be enough. I don't. I don't think total. I don't think you're realizing how important AD is on on defense to us, bro. Like he's he's another body that you have to worry about. That's now, true. with that be with that being said, I do think we're gonna lose, but I don't think we're gonna lose by much at all. It's gonna be within a five point game. It's so good like, maybe. Close. Two by two, three points. And the reason why I say that is the Nets are they're they're too high powered offensively. We don't have a very important piece on defense. So I think it's gonna be a very high scoring game for both teams. Um I think Dennis Schroeder is look out for him in the next game. He might he might have close to 25, 30 points. Um I'm just trying to think Kyle Kuzma might have one of his best games uh has been balling. Uh, Against the Nets, he's been balling lately. This might be his breakout game. So I think there's, I think everybody, everybody across the board is gonna get numbers, bro. Um, I just, I, I'm just, I, 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 without AD, I'm just not going against KD and Kyrie. KD's and not playing. James Hart. Oh, KD's not he, playing. That is true. So I'm, I'm just not <laughs> going against Kyrie. I'm just not going against. Kyrie and James Harden, bro. Like, if it was just Kyrie or just James Harden against LeBron, then yeah, there's no way. I'm 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 taking LeBron every time, even without AD. But I don't think people I don't think people are talking enough about how fucking amazing Kyrie has been this year, bro. Like, dude, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, it's consistent. He's putting it's 39 here, then it's 27 here. And it's 29 here. Like, it's consistent, bro. And Kyrie Irving, I think the most important thing was Kyrie Irving. I don't know if you guys heard this report, but Kyrie Irving had a conversation with James Harden and told James Harden, you're the point guard. I'm the shooting guard. And Kyrie has been going off ever since, bro. So um, I think it's going to be a close game. Like I said, it's going to be a very high-scoring high game. I think 130, 127, 132, 127, something like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was an overtime or two because um, it's going to be that back and forth with teams just going back and forth. I recommend everybody watch this game. It's going to be a very fun game to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's 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 my take on it. All right. I believe that the Nets will win this game. Uh, not only because I just hate the Lakers and want to see them lose every game possible, but – Kyrie, I think he'll be too much to handle for Dennis Schroeder or anybody else on the Lakers to handle. 
offensively. Him and Harden will have a nice game. And I even look to see DeAndre Jordan have a decent game. He's been playing pretty good last few games I've been watching. So I'm going to give it to the Nets. It won't be, it's not going to be a blowout because the Lakers are still good even without Davis, but I don't see them winning. I feel like this game to me, because KD is out and AD is out, um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Lakers are going to win a close game. They're going to they're going to stun the Nets late in the fourth quarter with like a 7-0 run or something like that. And they probably win by like two points or something like that. Um, LeBron's going to have like 50 and stuff like that. And I still have questions about the Nets' defense. Um, they've been playing better lately, but I still have question marks. I, I think they're going to probably figure it out at some point. I'm starting to think that, but I think the Lakers somehow win by like two. Um, there's actually a potential that the I don't. It's a hamstring injury, obviously, and it's you don't mess around with hamstrings. Um, but there might be potential as a game time decision that KD plays. I'm looking at their schedule right now, or the next schedule that is. Uh, they play the Kings tonight. They play the Suns on Tuesday night, and obviously the next game would be against the Lakers. So he had so about two days rest. He has he that he can rest it and then see if he's good to go. Well, it's you would have it'd, it'd be a let's see Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, went five days. He's supposed to miss like two more games. Oh, so, okay, mandatory, okay, right? okay, I see. So, but I see. still, it's. It's a, it's a hamstring, so uh, they'll probably and obviously you want KD for the postseason. So I yeah, exactly. So I don't, I, I, I don't think they take that chance, bro. Right? Yeah, I, I doubt he plays, but yeah, you never know. Yeah, Kyrie and James would be enough. But well, go ahead, John. Yeah. Um, as far as guard matchups are interesting in this one, uh, guard play obviously you go you give it to the. Nets and I think James Harden or and or Kyrie Irving could have a big day because I don't see that Caruso that Caruso and as much as I like Dennis Schroeder I don't see him keeping up. Yeah, he'll he'll make some key he'll make some stops mm-hmm. and he'll make some key stops, but he can't stop Kyrie a whole game, bro. It'll right? Yeah. It's, um. Obviously, the small forward if KD isn't playing, and as as I just said, I don't think he will. Um. You give the edge to the Lakers, but I think, and maybe the post presence as well, just because the Nets don't have a post presence. Um, I think if neither KD or not KD, if if James Harden or Kyrie go off, I think you see the Nets maybe sneak out a maybe a ten point victory. But if they don't, then I think you could see the Lakers maybe sneak this one out. But so oh, you think I, it'll be a close game, though? Yeah, it, it's going to be a good law, game. Law, yeah, a lot of averages, I think it'll be a close game. Mm-hmm. So I think this game ultimately comes down to how much do the players care about this game? Because people are calling it NBA Finals preview, like as they should, because you know these these two are the favorites, but. How much do the players, how much do the coaches truly care about this regular season game? 
because as of right now, both teams are just trying to get all their key guys ready for the postseason. Um, so while I think that this will be like a you know like an NBA Finals for you, like as we expect, um, I don't know how much Ron will care about this game per se. Um, I think he's gonna. You know, I think he's gonna have like a you know a solid game like he always does. Um, but he doesn't need to win this game. He doesn't need to win this game. You know, okay, KD is out for Brooklyn Nets. You know, what what's gonna happen with Harden and Kyrie? You know, like are are they trying to prove that you know that they can coexist? So I'm kind of torn um, on who who really has the edge in this game. I must say that the Nets win. Solely on the fact that I think Kyrie is going to be a tryhard in this game um, to try and show up LeBron. Um, I mean, Harden, he's going to do his thing as his point guard for the scene. So um, I, I got the Nets winning this one. If, if Kyrie, you know, has like a bad shooting night or, you know, the team just isn't clicking offensively, I can see LA you know, sneaking this one out because LeBron is going to go off in this game. Um, for sure, but yeah, I we'll, we'll have to see what happens because, like I said, both teams are just trying to get their their top guys healthy, and you know we have to we have to see like who who like truly cares about these like. I guess you could say that this game is kind of like a should be a statement game for for both teams, like because they might see each other again in July, so. I mean, Sixers might stop that. But there you go. I was waiting for like, damn, nigga, you gonna have any faith in your team, bro? Oh no, that was uh, that was unbiased PC just now. That was unbiased PC. Biased no, PC. I can see Sixers are definitely gonna be in that mix, bro. Sixers, I, I've been saying it all year. Sixers, Celtics, and Nets. It's gonna be one of those teams, bro. Let's move on in the podcast. Uh, moving on to our mini game of the week. We're bringing it back. It's called versus. So. To refresh our listeners, um, to refresh our listeners uh, and our crew on the rules of the game, you'll get two minutes, one minute for each person to debate on the sports situation given to you. So this week, it's a rematch from the last time we played this game: TK versus Trey, and oh, it's yeah. on your favorite players, <laughs> Alabama quarterback Mac Jones. Oh. He's successful in the NFL. So I think I'm going to start with TK on this one. You'll get one minute, TK, to try and convince me and the listeners that, well, what's your take on Mac Jones? Your one minute starts right now. Okay. Everybody on this call right now, or on this video or anything, if you can name me one who has been successful in the NFL, just one out of the hundred years, name me one successful Alabama quarterback, bro. I will wait. The head coach went to the NFL. The head coach, Nick Saban, went to the NFL, and he was shit. Okay, so that just tells you something. Okay, it's 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 it's, it's Alabama does not make quarterbacks they don't make quarterbacks or head coaches that are made for the nfl they make wide receivers they make offensive line they make defensive linemen and they make defensive players that is it no 
quarterback from Alabama will ever make it in the NFL. Not Mac Jones, not Jones Mac, not Mike Jones. I don't give a fuck who it is. Okay, Trey, I need you to hear me, bro. There is a reason why no quarterback has ever made it in the NFL from Alabama. Interesting. Well, Very okay. interesting. I, I do want to throw in, or yeah, I do want to throw in a quick note about as far as your most successful Alabama quarterback, Joe Namath. How long ago was that? Nineteen sixty-two. Nigga, we weren't even sperm, bro. Nigga, I don't even think my mama was born yet, my guy. My yeah. mom wasn't even born yet, bro. I think my mom like, was dog, born. My mom was the born. Last time, that's the last time Alabama made a quarterback that was ready for the NFL. And with that, it's PC, up to I'm me to ahead. silence the haters. I mean, ahead, <laughs> I would love to hear what he has to say, bro. That was in a completely different era, it's you. But Trey, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear your rebuttal here. <laughs> your one minute starts right. No. No Alabama quarterback has had the success in the NFL because they're not Mac Jones. Mac Jones, <laughs> the best completion percentage in college football. 77% completion percentage. Best best quarterback at Alabama I've seen in years. 4,500 yards, 41 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Mac Jones. Mac Jones could go on the Broncos and have success because they got decent offense. Pretty much Almost any team that would even take him, he would have success. Now, Mac Jones, he's better than the A.J. McCarrens. I think he's better than Jalen Hurts. I mean, that's obvious. All the other Alabama quarterbacks. Wow. Mac Jones. I'm trying to tell you, TK. You want to sleep on Mac Jones? Go ahead. But Mac Jones will flourish in the NFL. That's just the facts. Mm. Okay, okay. He said what he said. He said with his chest, man. I, I, I just, I, I hope y'all. First of all, the man just too. said, the man just said that's the best quarterback they had at Alabama in years. Like Tua, like Tua wasn't just there like for three years, bro, or two Tua, years. Like, Tua, did you forget I, about I Tua? Said, I didn't forget about Tua, but Mac Jones. I would take Mac Jones over Tua. You heard oh, it right here. Oh, what? Wow. wow. Mac Jones is not going to get okay. benched for some old nigga named Fitzpatrick, nigga. Just go ahead. Go. For some respect on right. Brian Fitzpatrick's name. I mean, John, man, you know he's ass. He had a decent year last year. His first decent go. year in years. We'll, we'll put a poll out. We'll let the listeners the On the way to the Super Bowl. So let's move on to the next versus battle. It's John versus Tolu. Oh, and this one. Yes, this one. This one. We're definitely feeling the heat. So here we go. Did this past season, with the way that it ended for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, did this level the playing field for Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes? So let me explain when I, I asked that. So we know that Lamar Jackson has had, um, we'll, we'll say, um, less privileges than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does, does Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes now stand on the current same level? Or is Lamar, 
or excuse me, is Patrick Mahomes still over Lamar Jackson? Taylor, go ahead. <laughs> you go first. I want. I want to go last. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go first. No, no. I need you to go first. All right. Fine. So, what? Hey, start you're my, one minute start. starts right now. Ha. Huh, okay. Overall, Lamar. Patrick Mahomes is a better thrower than Lamar Jackson. No, there's no arguing that. But I'm saying that if Lamar Jackson had the same privilege, same targets that Patrick Mahomes has, he will be in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl. Let me show you guys the stat real quick. Lamar Jackson this year in 2020 had 7.5 of his passes dropped. 7.5. Drop passes. (laughs) (laughs) 7.5. If he had Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, does that happen? No, no, no. Tell me, does that happen? If he has Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. No, that doesn't happen. Okay, it does not happen. It doesn't happen at all. Okay, and I felt every single one of those drops because they they just Lamar's arm. Everyone keeps saying that Lamar's arm's the problem. His arm is not the problem. His receivers need to catch the ball. Okay, his receivers need to catch. You know, catch it, catch, catch. We're That's too- why they went out there and got <laughs> Des Bryant. And then everyone start feeling bad for Mahomes for because his team for one game, but Lamar's been going through that his entire career with the Baltimore Ravens. Talk no, your shit, Tolu. Let him know that, right? If that man Lamar scrambled for five hundred yards, avoiding sacks, he's a running back. Everyone would call him a running back. Everyone you're, you're, back if you're, Lamar str- strambles for 500 yards. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. I, I'm going to throw something in before you start the timer. Uh, the weapons that the Chiefs have, they actually drop a lot more balls than you would think. I don't know the exact percentage. And obviously, I know it's not high. It's not that 7.5, 7. 7. 7. whatever it is. 7.5 passes dropped. I don't think it's – I think it's like 7.2. But – That's still a lot. 7. You still 5. have DeMarcus Robinson dropping balls. As oh my God! Don't bring Travis Kelsey. He's not focused. Come on, we're not talking that, about Demarcus Robinson. We're talking about Travis Kelsey, the best he's weapons. He's in in high kill, weapons. One of the best This nigga Marcus Robinson is not a weapon. Right, no. he, in theory, uh, in theory, he yeah. is a weapon. Crucial drop. I, I, go ahead. Just to play devil's advocate, Travis Kelsey did have a couple of crucial drops himself. He did. Yes, he did. He, he did. did. I mean, he he did in the last year's playoff too, and in the Super Bowl on a key third down. Right. It, I, mean, it, I mean, it happens a lot more than you would think. Just watching Levante the- David and Devin White was in there force and shit. Oh God, Trey. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Start the timer for you, John. You're. Uh, you're- all right. Start in a second. I gotta compose myself. Oh boy. This one. He's ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. One minute starts right now. And excuse my language of what you're about to hear for this next minute. Ain't no way in hell that there was any sort of level playing field that Lamar I mean, I I like Lamar, don't get me wrong. 
But we saw Mahomes scramble for his life in the Super Bowl and still drop dimes. Literally, right. Running way all over. He ran for over 400 yards and hmm. just trying to get away from defenders and drop dimes. Or running bats and receivers just turn and catch the football. So if a, throw dimes too? If a guy is doing that, I'm hang on to uh, Tolu. If a guy is doing that, he is. I mean, and he's obviously he won the MVP, and obviously Lamar has that too. But if he's doing that, ain't no way Lamar is on that level. Because Lamar is not throwing dimes when he. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I. I hate that I have to admit this, bro. And I love Lamar Jackson, but yeah, bro. After what I saw in the Super Bowl from Patrick Mahomes, bro, I don't uh, no, no. Yeah, there, the there's nobody. There's the, there's the, level, there's nobody. the playing field is not leveled at all. Yeah, it's it's not I'm leveled not saying, at all. And... <laughs> you telling me Lamar doesn't throw dimes too? Are you telling me Lamar doesn't? No, he throw dimes. Listen, listen, listen. I'm just here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that what we saw from Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. There's not, there's no other quarterback that can do that. I don't care who, what quarterback you name. There's no other quarterback that can do what Patrick Mahomes did, bro. Respect. That's why Patrick Mahomes is just, he's just that nigga, bro. Like, he's just on the tier of his own. Mahomes I hate is saying standard, that, bro. I fucking hate Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I, bro. But he is that nigga. Hey man, like, in the media they bro. ride him to the sunset. Yes, most it's guys, something you gotta get guys, used to. Mahomes is a standard. Up. Standard is a standard. Literally. Literally. Whatever. Well, let, let's move on. Let's move on to our, our next versus battle. Uh, I'd be the de facto guy for you to face, Yanni. I'm sorry that you're about to get killed in this argument. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, let's go. Uh, are the Nets still the favorites in the East? Yes. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go first, Yanni. Your one minute starts right now. Um, the Nets are not, to me, the favorites in the East um, because of their defense. They have three great scores and, and all that, um, but their defense is going to fail them in the playoffs. Um, when they go against like bigs like Bam or Joel and Bede or Giannis, they're going to, to struggle a lot. And to me, they're not going to get past the second round unless they make some big moves to improve their defense. But to me, Philly is way better. Uh, Milwaukee is up and down, but they're still better in my opinion. And to me, is um, I can grab five a group of five people and we could beat the Nets because their defense <laughs> is so garbage. Right? It's so garbage. I can grab five of you guys and we beat the Nets. I coach you guys up, we beat the Nets. And in a series, I think we could beat them in six games. We we drop one fifty on them each game. It's hard. To, it's it's really hard to dislike you, Johnny. Because I mean, I'm I'm just be agreeing. I'm just be agreeing with you at this point. Um, so one my one minute starts right now. So. This isn't really a debate per se because I completely 100% agree with you, Gianni. The next defense is so horrendously bad at this point. I I really can't see this defense stepping up in the playoffs when they're taking on guys like 
Giannis, who we call one trick pony, but you can't stop a seven foot guy who takes literally two steps from half court to dunk, all right, or drive to a basket for a couple of points. Same thing with Philadelphia, with the way Joel Embiid's been playing this entire season, and Ben Simmons, who I will say their chemistry has been the best it's ever been. And you still have other teams like the um, like uh, the the Pacers and the Celtics with Jason Taylor and Jalen Brown. You have a, a sleeper team in the Heat, who I will admit Jimmy Butler has been leading that team a lot better over the last couple of games. So the Nets, if you want to win a championship, you have to go out and you have to get defense. You don't even have a defensively minded coach on that entire team. That's sad, really sad. Mm-hmm. Talk to him, PC. Okay, I agree. I agree. Defense wins championships. Absolutely. Yeah. Defense wins championships. Probably on that team that oh, no. will will step up in in key clutch moments for, for for defensive stop. Like who's who on that team is getting like a key steal or a key block in in the final two minutes of game seven. Nigga, you're yeah, asleep, bro. My nigga, what's it yeah, called? The Kyrie ball. Irving is out there blocking shots. He's stealing the ball. What? Mm-hmm. What? I'm All trolling, right, yeah. monkeys. I'm trolling. I was about to say it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, like, yeah, that that's that's how I feel. You can, I mean, I'll, I'll give them credit for their offense. They can put up points. They can put up damn near, you know, 150 points every night if they really want to when they're fully healthy. But that that the opposing team's gonna put up like 150 with them. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on in the podcast, uh, starting with everybody's favorite segments of the podcast. It's our listener's favorite, it's the crew's favorite. Yeah, that's right. We're still not sponsored, but damn it, I'm trying to find a sponsor. It's hot takes, everyone. Your hot takes of the week. Any sports situation of any kind. CK, I'll start with you. Your hot take of the week. My hot take for the week. The Los Angeles Lakers will make a trade. Oh, for Carmelo Anthony. Oh, before that, before the season is over. Okay, bro, you said you didn't want Melo. Yeah, that was until I saw him play this year, bro. And he's he he's he's looking like him him old his old self, bro. And I will gladly take that Melo. I've been wanting to team bro. up with Melo since they got drafted. I need it. And if you're wondering what we trade him for, unfortunately, as much as I don't want to, we'd probably have to give up Cools and a second mate. No, actually, no, that's way too much for Carmelo. Actually, we probably only have to give up like a second, really. Probably wouldn't even have to give up a player. But um, if we had to give up, if, Keith. I don't want to give up Cools. Mark yeah. Morris, Marquise Mar- Mar- Morris, and maybe a second round pick. There you go. Yeah, we're not trading Kuzma. Kuzma, yeah, gonna... no, I'm not trading. Not trading Kuzma. <laughs> not for Carmelo. No. But yeah, that's my hot take for the week. Carmelo keep balling now. He's been doing the last couple of games. Y'all might have to. I'm Car- just saying. Uh, no, I need Carmelo with LeBron. He needs a ring. Melo needs a ring. He deserves it. He does. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think it's gonna happen. According to TK, yeah, Carmelo Anthony is a is a money chasing, not a ring chasing person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's he's, he's yeah. He's, According he's a to money, TK, he chases money over 
Pomeranz. He doesn't want. I, would, I mean, he's not wrong. To he go, doesn't want. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he did on he, the team. Chase money over rings. Right. Chase money over rings. He yeah. his money next for like five years. Of course, he's gonna choose some money over freaking rings. He had a chance to go to the Bulls with D Rose, Kajokim Noah, all them people, and he took, signed with the Knicks. The yeah. Knicks, bruh. The for Knicks. the money. For the, the money. money. Exactly. No. Uh, but damn, I want a ring, bro. <laughs> uh, Tolu, your hot take of the week. All right. My hot take of the week. I actually have two. Well, number one, they're both NBA. Number one, the Utah Jazz will meet the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And obviously, the Lakers will win in five. Okay. Number two, Andre Drummond wants out of the Cavs. I think Andre Drummond is going to get traded to the Charlotte Hornets for Cody Zeller. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. all right. Because Charlotte, Charlotte, interesting. Y'all don't know how good Charlotte is. Charlotte has a good team. They have a great team. Mello. Terry Rosier just dropped 41 the other day, and he's been averaging over 28 a game these past three games. Terry Rosier, Mellow Ball, I think he's the rookie of the year. They got uh, Miles Bridges, clutch, clutch sports client, by the way. Um, I think they're going to trade for Andre Drummond. They're probably going to give up maybe Cody Zeller. Maybe another, maybe a second round pick. I don't know, but I think I think Drummond's going to the Hornets. It's gonna take more than that. It's gonna take like two, two or three players, bro. At least two players. Yeah, bro. They need to build around Lamelo. You probably have to throw in like Devontae Graham and like Bismack, Bismack Biyombo. Yeah, I was gonna say something like that. Funny word. They probably have to go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They'll probably be Bismack. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's actually that that that's actually a, that. I mean, really, that's all the Charlotte's missing is like a solid rebounder, bro. Uh huh. Drummond will I mean, fit. That'd be, that'd be dope, bro. Charlotte Drummond will fit in perfect with them. Perfect fit. Yep. Ah, it's that time of the week, boys. I swear. Hot to- take. I'm gonna just keep it real simple and quick. Hot take. Next year, the Patriots will have a winning record and be a playoff team again. Cam Newton, you're out of there. And if you're still here, you'll be a backup. We will get <laughs> weapons. We will fix this team. The damage. Sounds good, for nine. Sounds good for nine wins next year. Nine wins. We're not the Broncos. Y'all won't even sniff six. Stop hating oh, on us. Okay. Bill okay. Belichick. Okay. Telling you. He's going to get this team right again. Hmm. All right, we're going to see. Gianni? You're I mean, if y'all get Mac Jones, y'all are easily getting 11. Oh, but... my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, my hot take is going to be the Miami Heat are going to get Blake Griffin and get the number four seed in the East. And... It's going to be scary. Yeah, man. Wait, wait. So who, do, who, who are you trading for Blake? Um, for Blake? Mm, but Olenic? the thing is... Yeah, wait. Because I, I was reading something. Um, Woj was reporting that 
if they can't trade him, they're going to like reach to like a buyout for him. So if they reach for a buyout, um, we can get him for the minimum at least, or or something like that, like a one year deal, basically mm-hmm. for him. That's why a lot of teams are going to be on him because it will be big. So I'm going to say um, he's going to come um, from the buyout, and we're going to keep our players, and, and that's going to make us dangerous. He would he would be nice with y'all. I would yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like that. Mm-hmm. Sean, if you're watching this, you went from Bradley Beal to Blake Griffin. All I'm going to say. <laughs> Bradley Beal and James Harden. And Giannis, too. Can't forget about Giannis. Oh, oh never, my God. I never forgot about Giannis. Giannis can't forget about James Harden. Can't forget about Dan. Really down I never wanted James Harden. Everybody. Yeah, Gianni didn't want James Harden, but. Fucking John, John, Johnny's the only John. He was all over him and uh, Giannis. Yeah, yeah. Giannis or Beal for me. Illusional, his favorite word. For my hot take of the week. Um, so, for the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors, I believe they're currently the eighth seed in the East. That uh, championship run you had with Kawhi, you know, I don't have to bring up that season again. You know, but yeah, ever since that season, uh, you've been trying to get back on your feet and it just hasn't quite been working out. And Pascal Siakam, after, you know, everyone was calling, you know, him Cameroon's greatest, you know, export like Joel Embiid is in the current MVP of the league right now. But I digress on that. Pascal Siakam has regressed. Pascal Siakam missed a game-winning layup the other night. Yes. (laughs) Winning layup. He's ass. I think it's time to blow it up, Toronto. Free Fred VanVleet. You can cut Pascal Siakam's trash ass. And Kyle Lowry. I think you need to bring Kyle Lowry. So that's why my hot take of the week. Oh, God. Is that the Philadelphia 76ers will trade for Kyle Lowry and Stanley Johnson in exchange for Matisse Thibel. Tony Bradley, two first, and a second, and Mike Scott. You're oh. giving up all that for Kyle Lowry? <laughs> oh. So now, so now, our signing lineup will be Kyle Lowry, Seth Curry, um, Tobias Harris. Ben would move to the four in my signing lineup, and Joel Embiid. The bench will look like Shake Milton. Tyrese Maxey. Danny Green moves to the bench now. And a power forward that I also think we're going to trade for is uh, Beshlika. He's uh, the guy that plays for the Kings. Solid power forward for them this year. And Dwight Howard. And as far as the reserves go, Burke on Korkmaz, you know, can you know play a couple of extra minutes as well. As well as Isaiah Joe, who's like a great sharpshooter. Solid sharpshooter, not a great sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Rookie out of Arkansas. I can I can see your vision, but our biggest issue is our what vision. vision? He's given up two first rounds for Kyle. I'm Martin. talking about. I don't care. I don't care about Ooh. that. Toronto, Give them all up. Toronto's Toronto's I'm talking about his lineup. Yeah, the lineup, the lineup. No, the line. The lineup is fucking deadly, yeah. especially in the East, bro. Like that's a team that will go seven games with the Nets. Yeah. What I'm saying is, why are you giving up two first round picks for Kyle Lowry? Because, because, 
Because Kyle Lowry, he's he's basically their last best player. Why not like, go after? Why not? Why not go after Fred Van Fleet then? Give up one first round pick. Van, Van, Van Vliet's too much. Yeah, too much. His cap numbers. Yeah. You know oh, the contract okay, he just okay. got. Yeah, I mean, I don't, Lowry has. I don't, see, that's more. A, I don't know. That's just a lot to give up for Kyle. Lowry. Is, like I understand but, the first and the players. I was all on board until you said two first round picks. I was like, whoa, slow down. Well, I'm saying wow. one, they're going a lot, and two, like we need like a shot creator on this team, and Lowry can be that shot creator for us. Oh God, Kyle yeah. Lowry and Joel Embiid, two top tier floppers. Oh God, I was just thinking that too. Oh my God, the amount of free throws, bro. That's I, even oh my God. And I mean, and what's crazy is that you don't even have to move like Lowry to the one. You don't have to put Lowry at the one. You can keep that at the one. You can move Lowry to the two. You can make um you can make Tobias at the three, and you can put uh say Beshlika at the four, um starting lineup wise, and then Embiid at the five, and you can work out the situation on the bench. Either way, your starting lineup is going to look really good. Like yeah, it's going to be a very good lineup. But yeah, I, I know you wanted to say something. Good. Yeah, if you guys make that move, you guys are going to win the East for sure. I, I'm like. 100% sure. If you guys do that, you guys have the roster and the defense to actually do it. Lakers in five. That's I say they get PC to the finals. Gianni, anyway. Gianni, just gave, Gianni just gave PC a boner when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> he did. So, he, he got so turned on. He's like, yes, that's what I love to hear. Not a lot, but me just a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway, I think John didn't do my hot take. My hot take. Yes. Oh, I I skipped you, John. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, uh, my hot take: the Utah Jazz losing the second round of the Western Conference playoffs. I I can definitely see that happening, bro. That's that's more of what I see the Jazz as. Like you can have the best season. All time for all I care, but I know once it's playoff time, y'all gonna fold. I can see that. Who are they? All right, so who are they lose to? I gotta look at the standings. Um, who's the four seed? Sarah, it the, uh, Portland Suns or Suns? Yeah, yeah, Suns or Blazers? I'll go to the Suns. Lose to the Suns in the second round. That's crazy. I could definitely Suns. see that. I could definitely see that. Or, you know, a sneaky team who will probably make a move, who's only two games back, they lose the Nuggets in the second round. Hmm. The I could see that. Interesting. Well, that's our hot takes of the week. Go ahead, Mr. PC. Close us out. Well, as we are towards the end, Episode 9 in the books, WHS. I want to thank everyone for coming on to the podcast this week. Killed as usual, boys. Um, I do want to give a quick shout-out to our guy, Trey Wallace, who has uh, taken the opportunity. I just had it on. I just lost it. Um, <laughs> there it is. So I, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Trey Wallace, the band that we interviewed last week. Uh, he has joined... Rocky Top Insider, which is a, uh, a news source for, for all volunteer, Tennessee volunteer news information. Um, you can download their free app on iOS and Android, Rocky Top Insider. Uh, you can get articles from Trey Wallace there. 
So congratulations to Trey Wallace for getting that opportunity. You're again, the great, uh, great analyst there. Um, but I wanted to touch on something that means a little bit more to me than I think I, I you know, don't usually talk about them. I want to ask all of you, actually, how is your mental? Like mentally? Good, solid. How are you? I mean, good. Solid right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depending good. on Patriots free agency, good right now. Yes, <laughs> I, I think it's going especially for guys our age. How was yours? Touch on our mental health a lot more. I think we all have expectations for ourselves in our lives, where we want to be, where we want to go, you know, where we have been. And it's hard to, you know, I guess, be perfect to, to be, you know, like the person that everyone wants you to be. Mentally, that could be a lot. I know recently, um, I know that mentally, um, I've felt that as if like I've been caught between a rock and a hard place when it comes to my mental health. Um, just trying to be like, you know, the, the, Help that you guys need for the podcast to be a good friend or a good acquaintance to everyone in the chat. Um, so to everyone that listens to this, everyone that is like a crucial part in the making of this podcast, and that includes everyone that listens to our episodes every single week. So if you are here in and out from episode one all the way up here to episode nine. I want to thank you so much because without you, none of this is possible. Without any of us, none of this becomes successful. And mentally, it's, you know, easy to just, you know, try to put on like a a bright face or, well, mentally, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the right words for it, but it, it's easy to just put on like a, a happy face like every day in chats and you know to be like uh you know just like the happy the lucky guy you know that you usually are but if you are ever in a wrong state of mind mentally it's okay to talk about it talk about it with anybody that you're close to talk about it with a complete random stranger if you have to it's not just for all the people on this call right now, it's for anyone that is listening to this. If you are struggling mentally, it is okay. It is perfectly okay to talk about it. It is okay to be sad, it is okay to be mad, it is okay to be whatever feeling. As long as you're working towards trying to improve yourself mentally, because if you are not in the right state of mind mentally, it does not matter if you are a top executive, if you are a millionaire, if you are a you know 
hobo on the streets. If you are not there mentally, how are people going to perceive you? How do people think that you are going to be with anything that you do? So I, 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 I hope that everyone on this call that listens to this, I hope that you're doing okay. And just know that you matter. That your life matters. That's all I got this week. Make sure to follow our Twitter at WHS underscore podcasts. We'll have a great episode for you next week. We'll officially hit double digits of WHS. And yes. I wanted to I wanted to say one thing before we head off. Um, I just Same wanted here. to say, uh, rest in rest in peace to uh, Vincent Jackson. Uh, he died today, former wide receiver for oh, yes. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and San Diego Chargers. Uh, I just, I just really felt like I needed to say that. Uh, R.I.P. to him, and um, yep. sorry, uh, prayers for his family and his friends. Um, a lot of people are dying this year, man, and and dying in 2020. And um, I'm really just hoping that it's not going to be another year of where we're waking up every day to a new story of somebody that is beloved in our hearts dying again. So I just really wanted to um, say RIP to uh, Vincent Jackson and, his, and, and and to really just tell everyone to kind of keep his family and friends in their prayers. Because like I said, man, people, people are just dying like flies. And it's, it's just weird how people we grew up watching are just dying left and right, bro. It's, so it's, coming, a, it's becoming too common now. As another Especially team. how he died, too. Right. As a fan of another AFC West team, uh, rest in peace. I mean, TK and I grew up watching him, especially just because he was in the division and killing it almost every week. Uh, Literally, bro. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask anyone how their mental is doing or just how they're doing. That means so much more to the people than you would think. Yeah, man. And like with what I had to say, I don't know how I could follow up after all y'all just said these touching and sentimental things, but I'm gonna follow up anyway. Man, can I serve God in the military? That's what I said. I love you all as well. John, Gianni, Tolu. Thank you all for listening. I'm signing off. Stay safe, everyone. Take care. I love y'all. Broncos, Broncos, Broncos. Sucks, sucks, sucks. The Broncos, baby. Better than the Chiefs. That boy getting Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky.